0: hello and welcome back to the couch gm podcast my name is ryan parker and i'm joined as always by matt chamberlain how you doing matt
1: well first of all i'm sad because <laughs> <laughs> boston got bounced um, but other than that life life's all right
0: one two three cancun for boston
1: yeah i wish i was in cancun that'd be so nice right now but we can't travel outside the united states word joke anyway um, (laughs) yeah but besides that so we took a we took a week off so we're Um,
0: so this is usually when we're ramping up for the new regular season yeah and now we're in the nba finals and we could be doing one of our last nba podcasts here for a while
1: of actual basketball games
0: of actual basketball games we have like draft stuff we're gonna do of course but like there's few, we don't know when the NBA season. There's going a
1: very real chance that uh, the NBA season is is done um, by midweek, and I don't know. Maybe we get lucky and we get a game five, but
0: it's uh, not looking like it. At, at this
1: point, by the time you hear us again next weekend, um, the NBA season will be over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a guarantee, right? And. Um, yeah, so that's... We could be turning into a, a draft, whatever the Draft they
1: and free agency pod here pretty soon.
0: And then uh, NFL... Or maybe a college football podcast yes. here and there. good football pod. Um, so maybe get the
1: NFL one while they're still alive for another week or two.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't know how many more NFL games we're getting Shout here. out
1: to my boy Cam.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. That was breaking news today. We're in October. How is it October? That's, that's crazy. We could always do a baseball podcast if you want. No. <laughs>
1: Talk about what the twins or something like what are we doing? I
0: don't know what are, I mean. Like, I,
1: my Red Sox aren't in it either, so
0: I don't, I don't even know what's happening in baseball. I think they're in the playoffs,
1: they're in the playoffs. Yeah,
0: I guess the Dodgers are good.
1: The, yeah, well, because I had Mookie Betts <laughs> again. Gift wrap present from Boston. We Let's, need to stop this. I'm gonna start crying
0: over here. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to episode 81, uh, which is just insane. We've done this for 80 other times, uh. So, this is just incredible. Uh, but welcome to episode 81. Uh, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at NBA CouchGM Pod uh, or on Instagram at CouchGM Podcast. You can also give us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform of your choice. And we would love to hear your thoughts on our podcasts. If you missed episode 80, we talked about uh, the conference finals between the uh, Celtics and the Heat, the Frisky Heat yeah uh and then we also talked about the lakers and nuggets uh both those series kind of not what we wanted i don't think (laughs) especially for one of us
1: uh to say the least
0: (laughs) yeah clippers got the one one two three cancun that's what we talked about one of the biggest upsets i think in recent playoff history uh we've had a couple of those this playoffs.
1: yeah we definitely have
0: um and then the, we also talked about the draft uh, date getting set mm-hmm. um, in episode eighty, and that was—I mean, it was a pretty thin episode. Episode yeah. eighty,
1: uh, got uh yeah. Most died those Clippers. And, yeah, that we and just crapped on the Clippers, and yeah.
0: we have even more Clippers news coming up. Yep. So, Matt, what yeah. happened this week?
1: We'll run through it. Um, we'll start with the one that happened like the day after we recorded, which was Billy Donovan. Um, we knew he was leaving OKC. <laughs> And he went ahead and jumped over to Chicago, going to be the new Bulls head coach um, there. So not, I don't, I don't really know what to think of it for the sole fact of he wasn't staying in OKC because he didn't want to do a rebuild. But Chicago has all young guys, so I don't know where you go with that unless Chicago is making moves, which very well could happen. Yeah, they got some tradable players. I think this is a
0: sign that. Chicago's really trying to get their act together. Yeah, we've true. been saying it for the last couple of off seasons, but this is—I mean—the most stabilizing head coach, like actually good yeah. head coach in the NBA that they've had yeah. in a couple years, like, like, um, ten years. And I, I think like the it. Thunder fans who have been miffed about this, and who I've talked to, have said like, "Isn't Chicago rebuilding?" It's like, well, kind of.
1: They've been rebuilding. For, they've been for rebuilding.
0: A they're kind of past that point. Like, they want to win, right? Yeah. Like, they want to make the playoffs. Also, Billy Donovan, when he came to Oklahoma City, was promised to coach Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and Sir Chewbacca. Ah! That's not a thing anymore, right? And so, like, I can totally understand from his perspective. like, I've kind of done what I intended. Came to here to
1: do. You got the best out of it you could.
0: Yeah. And, like, even, like, Westbrook-George situation, like, that's different yeah different situation now chris paul this is definitely a signal that other moves are coming for oklahoma city but back to chicago like this is definitely like a make the playoffs or things are gonna get ugly yeah like they made front office moves last offseason mm-hmm. they yeah. made a coaching change this offseason like things will... made a coaching
1: change last season too and it kept boiling anyway but, yeah, so I they have so many young guys, and I think it's just point if we can't keep them all,
0: yep, 'cause it's like they're
1: going you're gonna either have to pay them eventually, yeah. or you like just accept that they just aren't what they were, and it's a lot easier to move off of it when they still have potential to other teams, so 100%. if they know what they're doing, that's what they'll they'll shoot for, but um I, at the same time, even though they have new management new coach, I still don't trust the bulls. So, until, like, there's just something permeating over that organization. So, until I see it come back to uh, some sort of competency, I will not believe in it. Um, other bit of big coaching news was that Doc Rivers got fired from the Clippers. Um, that kind of... I don't want to say it came out of left field, but we... Uh, I don't know. Maybe Maybe we should have seen it coming a bit more.
0: I mean expectation coming into the season is a championship right like it's not just like not conference. not according to paul george <laughs> well paul george obviously has had other thoughts going yeah. on um is uh, i mean the clippers wanted a championship they didn't even make the conference finals yeah. so like something's got to change and like i get that from like, steep, it, it steep... can't
1: be paul george or Kwai.
0: Right, like, you just traded for these guys. They might only have one season left in L.A., so you got to make the most of it. And if you feel like coaching... The coaching is not what you expect it to be, and you, from, like, Steve Ballmer's perspective, like, if you're not seeing the changes you want or winning, because he's paying a lot of money for that front office, for that coaching staff, for this team. He's building a new stadium. Like, he's putting a lot of money into this team. And if he's not seeing results... Things are gonna change, yeah.
1: And it's it's with the Clippers, and we'll talk about uh, a similar point later when we get to the Lakers and the finals. The individual parts of the Clippers, when put together, then the sum never was as much as it should have been, right? Like the individual parts were better than the sum of this team, and that part of that you, then is when you attribute it to coaching, yeah. Because in theory, the the front office put together a good team. The players are good competent NBA players we've been all year like just don't play guys who suck and they they've really done that so then yeah I guess the experiment almost then leaves you to conclude it's coaching now the odd part about this and I remember immediately texting with you about this was okay if you're firing doc you got to know who you're bringing in right right and so far they are taking a thorough approach to hiring a new coach they've talked to Tyloo
0: what does that mean like, are you not thorough with every other position you're yeah, looking no through? No. That's a stupid thing yeah. to say.
1: Um, it is. It definitely is. But, so I talked to Ty Lu, They're, you know, reportedly interested in a, in a variety of guys. They want to hit a grand slam with, with this head coaching. So there, there's no cap on how much you can pay a coach. But who's out there?
0: Like, are you going to get Cal Perry? Are Like, you get Coach K?
1: Roy Williams? Like, Bill Self?
0: Like, and I... Uh,
1: could, I don't could see this get Bill Self to leave Kansas.
0: I don't if, see if, any of those guys like coming over.
1: Honestly, the one to me is is Self only because he could realize Kansas is about to be in a world. Hurt. Get, get
0: the death penalty. Yeah. Um, so
1: I mean, they did bring out Snoop Dogg and strippers. So you know, like I mean, he's what got the
0: L.A. mentality. That's for sure. <laughs> I would say
1: Paul George is going to love having Bill Self as his next head coach. Um, so I could maybe see that of all the college guys out there but that's it so then from an nba perspective i mean how many good coaches aren't a coach right now like you could argue the van gundy's
0: but do you like are Kawhi and pg gonna connect with like these old yeah old dudes who haven't been coaching in the nba yeah. for multiple seasons i mean at this point?
1: stan was in semi recently with the detroit and and all and i i still think stan has a lot to offer jeff jeff's been out for a while i think if
0: jeff wanted to be in and be a coach he would have been by now
1: yeah so it's like were you either just waiting for like the quote-unquote right job or was it really just like you don't have that drive anymore to do it and it's okay if you don't if you just want to be an announcer and not a bad one at that then keep doing it
0: it's a really cushy gig right It
1: is right you're getting paid probably as much as you would coaching to do the Mark Jackson, Mike Breen lineup with ESPN, so maybe just keep at it. But if that's the case, then who... Like, are you going to try and, like, what, lure Jason Kitt away? Like, what's what's the play? I mean... Kenny Atkinson's not coming in to coach his team.
0: No, like, if Brooklyn doesn't feel like he's a good fit... For stars. For stars, then, like, this is... Like, you need someone who can get feel like you can get over the hump. Like, you're not getting Steve Kerr, Mark Jackson... Like, that could come into play. But again, like, I don't feel like he's the type of guy who gets you over this high. His players
1: liked him for sure. But, like, on the core X's and O's, he couldn't make Steph Curry and Clay Thompson work on offense. <laughs> like, I. Once you realize that was the problem, it wasn't the defense in Golden State with him, it was the offense. Once you realize that, you're like, you should not get another NBA job.
0: Yeah.
1: You couldn't figure that out. Um, and maybe it was just, he was coaching from a different era, you know, but it stuck with current players in a modern, trying to play a more modern system and it just didn't work. But that's the thing is you should have hired or known who you were going to try and bring in. And it can't be a Dan Tony. He's going to run Kawhi into the ground. So, I mean, Alvin Gentry is the same thing. You just start going down a list and it's like, I mean, b- what, are we going to bring in like Scott Skiles or yeah. something here? Like, oh, the Lakers brought in Frank Vogel. Let's try something like that. Like Nate McMillan. Like, like none of these are good yeah. options for what your team needs, yeah. aside from maybe Tyloo, And I'm not even sure Tyloo's actually a great option because I've only ever seen him coach with LeBron James.
0: That's a great point. Is like he got fired like, what, like four games after LeBron yeah. left in Cleveland? He didn't really get a fair shake there. I mean, I think like for continuity's sake, like Tyloo makes sense, right? Just,
1: yeah. Just to play.
0: And, like, you're not having to pay him as much as Doc, even though, like, he's won a championship. Know. You might get in that ballpark, but instead of $13 million, you might be paying him 10 or 11
1: Which is still a ton. but Which is a lot for a coach. But, yeah, Ty be if he reads the market, he might be able to drive up his offer for, like, how much he commands um, with them. Because he's like, who else are you hiring? Right. For real. Right. So... And I mean, what former players, like, I want to go coach the Clippers if there's a guy like that out there. And, I mean...
0: Like, Chauncey Billups has been interested in coaching, right? But, like, you can't bring... He seems
1: equally interested in doing front office work.
0: Yeah. So, like, you can't... I don't... I don't know. Like, it. Does, like Greg, Like people have been interested in Greg Popovich. He's not leaving he's San Antonio. Leaving San Antonio. Like, Antonio. I don't... Get over it. Yeah. I don't think Kawhi also wants to play with Greg Pop anymore. Um, anyways, I, I just I, this Clippers thing's a little weird to me.
1: Same thing I talked about with Chicago. I, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, and I'm kind of on that same path with the Clippers. Show me some sort of organizational like continuity and command of the situation, and I'll believe it. But until then. Um, we'll bet against you so a few player things because the nba is more about players than coaches is so jeremy grant had a terrific bubble run with the denver nuggets is expected to opt out of his final year of his deal which was about nine million dollars but he reportedly wants to stay in denver just on a bigger um longer term deal which totally get that um and then a couple guys less happy than jeremy grant would be buddy healed getting a little snippy with luke walton apparently um does not want to be his head coach anymore does not return his phone calls does not want to be involved with that organization as long as luke walton is there um i i'm not saying luke walton is an, uh, a higher totem pole ranking than buddy healed in that organization but i can't tell you it's vice versa either so you know i don't i think buddy healed thinks a lot more highly of himself than pretty much anyone else in the nba
0: does so um well the kings paid him and then he hasn't played well
1: the former management in Sacramento.
0: That's a good him. point. That's a good point, but it's like, I I just this Sacramento team has continually been just a huge disappointment. Like I think they should have been closer to the playoffs than they were this year, and they weren't. I mean, um, they
1: they got invited to the bubble, but and then
0: like we're bouncing. got walked over. Yeah,
1: but yeah, um, and then Victor Oladipo reportedly wants out of Indiana. He kind of, the other day, then made a little statement like, I don't know, don't believe the rumors, all that kind of stuff. But uh, I'm not totally shocked by this report either. Um, and maybe the feeling, if the report's more true, is, is kind of mutual. And then the last bit um, about the draft is the NBA put out a list of players participating in the NBA combine, the weird virtual mm. combine. Um, and so players are starting to go through that and interview with teams and meet with them. Um, LaMelo Ball has just the other day then removed himself from that list. Um, a couple of the other top names um, just decided to decline the combine invite altogether since there's no one meeting of, of things. So I I feel like the NBA definitely could have done this a bit different, um, but it's honestly probably the least of their concerns right now.
0: Yeah, this—I mean, like, post this bubble is going to be interesting for the yeah. NBA to figure out. Okay. I think one thing we didn't mention at the top was that Doc Rivers got hired by the Oh, yeah, the my 76ers. Uh, He was unemployed for like three days. Yeah, it was like forty-eight hours. Uh, I don't know how we. I don't know how you feel about this hire.
1: So I mentioned one little point to you, which is, the other day, which was what was the last great big man doc had and it if you consider blake a big man which i don't i consider him a, a really good four then nothing, no one in la and then in boston i mean garnett played a little bit of five but that was still a time in the nba where you played garnett and Kendrick perkins together yeah so doc's never just built an offense around a true back to the basket center like, I know in in theory, Joel can st- shoot a little bit, but that's not how Doc's ever built a championship team. It's been really good wings and a point guard who can command the offense and then a four who can do some dynamic things for your team. That's been his recipe. And then you fill out the kind of that second guard spot and then the center spot with guys who match. So Joel Embiid... Five man needs the ball inside, commands it, you know, thirty times a game to get shots up in there, and sometimes, in a, like in a really, really awful way, takes too many jump shots. And then Ben Simmons, okay, maybe he's a little closer in that Garnett, um, Blake Griffin mold of like a d- semi dynamic four who can do some things, but at the same time, neither of those guys for Doc in the past initiated offense. Yep. They were like that first option on the secondary like movements of the play and secondary options within a play, but they were never like we run our offense through you. So if Ben Simmons isn't the four that Doc's used to having, I don't know if he's the one either. So what do you do?
0: Well, that's the thing is like
1: are you just trusting Doc, you'll figure it out. You'll mo- you'll get those guys to listen to you and adjust their games as needed. And we'll figure out the rest from there.
0: I think that's the thing is like Joel and Ben have only known Brett, uh, Brown, Brett Brown as their coach. So, one, can Doc get Ben Simmons to listen to him and shoot threes? Like just a three. Yeah. A game. Like set a goal of like one three per game. Because when Brett tried to do it, it didn't work. And Ben did the opposite. He never yeah. shot. Yeah. Um, and I think like Ben Simmons you max him out with the ball in his hand. He I don't know. Like I just thought like this is I think it's back to the roster. Like it's just like you're so strapped by what this roster can do and like the combos it can do. Maybe he can get like creative with it. And like I don't know. Like Tobias Harris like Tobias Harris was the best underdog. So like
1: the best yeah, season he ever had was the his last year in LA underdog. But at the same time, there was no, like, other options in L.A. Yeah,
0: he was, like, the number one option. Yeah, I mean like, Gallo were yeah. both
1: putting up, like, 20-plus. Because there was no else that had to score, or that could score there.
0: And the ball didn't really ever stick in anybody's hands.
1: So, and now it's, okay, yeah, Ben needs the ball a lot. Joel needs the ball a lot. And now you're more spot-up, you know, rip and one dribble into a move or something like and tobias maybe that's actually more what he needs to be but that's not what they're paying him to be
0: yeah yeah and like i don't know there's not there's just not a lot of moves like this roster is pretty constricting i just think it's an interesting hire from the 76ers perspective of like
1: you went out you got the biggest name out there
0: yeah like you didn't obviously you didn't love other options you interviewed because they had gone through the process with tyloo and d'antoni um but haven't like done like didn't offer or at least publicly didn't offer
1: the report i i heard was the the ownership liked d'antoni and the front office was like hold on (laughs) and then doc ended up getting fired and so it worked out um but they were if ownership could have pulled the trigger they would have hired d'antoni which i think that
0: would have been a disaster so I don't know if I've mentioned this in on the podcast before. I may have. I was read that book that came out about the trust the process 76 Sixers, yeah. and that ownership group is very like numbers based. Very numbers based.
1: So D'Antoni makes sense.
0: There, yeah, D'Antoni makes sense for that. Doc, reason. you can sell them like that. That makes There's sense enough there. Yeah. You how you could sell them there. I just don't. Like, with the 76ers team, I just, it doesn't, like, the 76ers are trying to be what the Lakers are this year.
1: Yeah, they are.
0: And it's just, like, you don't have the personnel for it.
1: No, I mean, one, you don't have even the supporting cast that the Lakers have. They
0: don't, I mean, they don't even, come like, if Ben has the ball in his hands, like, there's no movement behind him. Yeah. Like, in front of him, even like so, there's no secondary action it's just kind of iso ball
1: ben playing like the lebron role but lebron's been so much better at being able to create than ben because it's lebron james and then what Joel's filling the anthony davis role like is that your vision there
0: I, I mean i guess and then like al horford's like your dwight howard javel mcgee
1: except you're paying him like eight <laughs> dwight howards um <laughs> And I'm not acting like I'm the biggest Dwight fan either, but, like, you know. Dwight production, knows his role. At least, yeah, Dwight was productive at times this year. Can't say that for Al. So, the issues there is more with management and team building rather than...
0: This hire. The, the I coaching. Think it's, from a 76ers perspective, this might be the most, stabli- like, stabilizing move as a franchise they've done in Probably. years. Probably. because... Like, I mean, the Clippers were a train wreck before Doc showed up, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. For For Philly, I think this is, this is the last test of just Joel and Ben work. Because if it can't work under a guy like Doc Rivers, I'm not even saying Doc Rivers' systems that he's shown us best fit him, but if it can't work for Doc Rivers, then who is it going to work for, right?
0: I think this is the he, like he, ownership front office saying, like, this is our last Like this is maybe our last. They gave him a
1: five-year deal, which is weird. But I would expect more like a three-year deal, three or four. I think
0: Doc demands five. Like he's not getting anything less than five. Because if
1: you're gonna fire me because you want to flip this team, you're gonna pay me. Right. You're gonna pay to fire me. Yeah. I get that. Um. And I mean, if that's what he wants, that's if if you get to a championship, then it's worth it, right? Yep. So I just don't know if he will. So that's. That's probably the most interesting part is how do they either keep this team together or what? what's the stylistic game plan moving into next year. I have no idea. No
0: idea. They're going to have to prove it on the court. Like, that's the one thing the Sixers have not done yet is prove Don't it. bet on Philly. <laughs> prove it on the court. Um, and we'll just leave it at that. There's our Sixers bet for this yeah, podcast, which we always get in. Moving on. <sighs> Deep well, breaths. One, two, three, Cancun. Our favorite segment of the bubble. Uh, who has been let like, go into? Do you want to start with the Celtics?
1: Can we take a break for a moment and go to Denver? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Nuggets and Celtics here. Um, so let's go dive into it. Let's t- talk talking talk some Nuggets. I I'll start this off. Yeah, go ahead. give you a break. Um, I personally think there's really I have I've been pretty. Pessimistic about this team and roster build up, um, roster construction, and what this team could do in the playoffs. I was pretty hesitant about it coming into the bubble, before the se- or during the season. I think my biggest takeaway is that like this team can compete with the best of them. Yeah, like this team is mentally tough, and that's something I haven't we haven't seen from this. I mean, we didn't scene. know. We didn't know, and when push came shove. They showed up. I mean, they did get th- down 3-1 in two series. But they came back. Like, they yeah. fought their way back. Jokic is special. Murray, it turned into a scorer that I think we both kind of thought could happen. But not, it didn't happen until the bubble. So, yeah. I, I am impressed with this Nuggets team. Michael Porter Jr. could turn into a fantastic scoring option for them, which is a revelation. Not having Will Barton in the bubble hurt hurt this team quite a A lot yeah gary harris i think we know what he is now which is really clarifying for the nuggets
1: which i mean he had a good last little run there once he got back in healthy i think but yeah i mean at the same time he's he's capped at what he is
0: right but like he's not you're not expecting him to be he's not like a secondary playmaker yeah this third scoring option like he with the team the way it is like i can see Hmm his fit now better. he's like an elite role player yeah exactly like he's a um, he's
1: more in that robert covington type yeah. of conversation yeah rather than like the eric gordon conversation
0: that's a great way to put it yeah i think it's um i think this team's good like i think they're gonna be competitive next year they're I, paul Millsap's gonna probably come off the books for them
1: yeah he might come back but on a much lesser contract but he's yeah I, I
0: mean, like, you got to play Michael Porter Jr. Like, you traded away guys to play this guy. And I think, like, having Will Barton for this team consistently is going to be good. Um, I mean, this team is just a good team. Like, it's a solid team. Yeah, and... I don't... It still feels like they're one guy away,
1: still. And if the development of Porter is that, then that's really cool. And, yep. like, that's something that... It, and it's reasonable to... See it. Yeah, you can see that vision. Now, is it actually going to happen? I don't know. but um, Pulling out pulling out the receipts, episode 73. My The first team, I said, <laughs> teams' chances that are going to be better or worse due to the bubble. Mine, first one, Denver. Much better mm-hmm. than expected. Because yep. they don't have to worry about all the other stuff. Like, yep. It's just them playing basketball. Um, I, I'll go ahead and throw it out there because I need, don't need to put myself on too high of a pedestal right now. I said... Um, teams that i didn't know if i'd love it in the bubble was miami so (laughs) because their their whole thing and i this is exactly what i typed they were they want to wear you down but everyone just had a big break yeah so now and even though their success like they had a lot of success it really wasn't because they wore teams down either no that wasn't the reason why they won no um is like their actual gameplay and game plan that Spolster put in anyway um, so yeah, I feel pretty confident if I'm the Nuggets moving into next season. The West is always brutal. So you don't know if you're ever going to be a top three seed consistently in the West. But Jokic and... I would Jokic, um,
0: bank on this team being a top three team next year.
1: You think so? I think...
0: For me, it's the Lakers, Nuggets. And that's it. Like that's the. I list. would like to
1: think the Clippers, but I think it's going to depend on how this offseason goes for them.
0: I think the Clippers, for me, at this moment, fall into the next category of, like, Houston. Clippers.
1: Maybe Utah.
0: Utah, I guess. Okay, so he's dropping. Golden stopping. State, maybe? You could throw them in there.
1: Yeah, that that's just such a wild wow card. Um, Clay apparently looked really good um, I mean, in their practices. They've started back up, but, you know, who knows on the court with Draymond and all. Right. And they have no one passed that
0: on their depth chart so, <laughs> still that's still that's, that's a thing um so like for the nuggets you have to feel confident like you were the one practically the one seed all of last year
1: yeah and then even this year you were right there for the two and three all two year
0: Two all year and like the clippers eventually overtook you
1: i think what's probably most encouraging and it's something you you touched on there is Jokic in the biggest games Murray in the biggest games had massive cojones. Yeah, like they yeah. were like, "Give me every game as an elimination game," and that they played incredible. Like Jokic averaged like twenty-eight, eleven, and ten in <laughs> elimination games. Yeah, like that's wild. And but then Jamal half Murray, the games were yeah, I know, right? right? And Which so, it's like,
0: not like a two-game sample size. No,
1: yeah, it's like six games, and then um Murray. I mean, was going for 45 at times. So that's just crazy. And, like, there was nothing you could do. Anybody could do to stop him either. So, and it didn't matter if they play playing LA, if that was the Utah um, series. So I think you 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 can see the help with Porter. You know your two stars are maybe elevating to that superstar level. Not just stars yeah. anymore. Yeah. And then, you know you have pieces and nice guys around. And it's just continuing to fill that out and develop your defense from here and if you think malone's the guy to do that if that front office is the group to do that then yeah you just got to feel confident and act like you're in a good spot and just trust it for another two three four years and then at that time reevaluate okay is this still working is this not working anymore what do we need to change from here but this should yeah look like we have long-term success in denver moving forward which i can I think you're right. I think there is a lot of hope, and that's realistic. Expectations.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, feeling good. If I'm a Denver Nuggets fan, I feel good. The thing I don't feel good about is maybe overpaying for Jeremy Grant. But, like, he was so good in the bubble that you can't not pay this guy.
1: The teams that have cap space are not good teams. So, maybe you're driving one of your driving points if they offer him, I'm just throwing numbers, like 4 for 60. If I don't know Charlotte or whatever comes in like four for eighty, and just be like, hey, look, you can go to Charlotte if you want for an extra twenty million over four years, but you're never gonna make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, like, do you 100%. like do you like that?
1: And did you like playing in Philly when you first came to the league? No, okay, well then don't go do that in Charlotte right now. Um, I don't know, maybe that works, and they can convince them. But I. I don't feel too worried if I'm Denver about losing Jeremy Grant. I think you're in a pretty good spot with him. Um, Especially if you've got to overpay a little and you can bring back Millsap on the super cheap or just not bring him back, then that's fine too. Um, Anything else you want to say for Denver? I don't know. I think theirs is actually the most positive Cancun we've had.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, they should have exited to Cancun a lot like way back in the first round. So, like, all of it was just they're playing with house money at that point.
1: Yeah, and and it looked like it it paid off. So I guess now we'll do my team. Um,
0: I'll just let you talk. You let me talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. The mic is all yours, Matt.
1: So, I mean, disappointed is the understatement. Um, I really... So as much as I hate losing, I hate losing in certain ways more than others, right? Like, if you go down playing your game and, like, you're the toughest team out there, then you know what? You just got outgunned then. And that's fine. But when you go down acting like you're a junior varsity team out there, (laughs) then that's what really gets me going. It's like that game six was just everything Boston wasn't all year. Like Just the way they approached it, the way they, they tried to just isolate shoot themselves back into the game um every man for himself like that that was never brad steven's thing when they hired him that was never boston at its best that's like what kyrie did when he was here and there's a reason we said goodbye and good riddance um to kyrie irving and we just reverted back to it and that's what's probably the most frustrating not that kimba isn't an iso heavy guy because he is too but um, and from all the reports, this isn't just me talking as a fan. But all the reports, Kimba's just done such a better job in the locker room and getting them to buy in. And it's a it's more of a team this year than it ever has been. The ending of game one, the ending of game two, even games Boston won, they still almost did the same thing and choked it away. And then game six, getting blown out in the second half. I I'm I'm not going to say I was surprised at how the series ended. Because I, I felt it coming, but that doesn't make it any easier to swallow. Like, I love Marcus Smart. Obviously, an OSU guy also on top of it. Him taking 22 shots in
0: that last game is... is that's, not, that's not what... I want. would
1: rather him take two than 22.
0: Yeah, he had that game four, I think it was. Game five, maybe, where he took, like, one three-pointer. And, that like, cool. that's... I think I've mentioned that before, but, like, that's what you want from Marcus yeah. Smart.
1: No, I don't need him literally taking, a, like... 12 three-pointers in a game like that's ridiculous that's to the point of like they're either leaving you open like lou dort or andre Robertson. or type. you're just taking so many shots that you don't have to take that it's like we you we just gotta take you out of a game it's like the kid you you're playing a pickup game and you're like I just don't want to be on your team anymore. It's a black like, hole, right? Like, like I don't throw care the if ball, you're good. You, you like, don't see the ball again. <laughs> yeah, you could be the best player out on the court, but you're like I don't want to play with you. Yeah. And Mark Smart, one, you're not the best player out on the court. You're not the best player out there for your team. You're not the third best player out there for your team. And my thing coming into the year was, we need to establish a totem pole here. And I've said that phrase a couple times. You, we got to establish this in Boston. Who, who's the top of it? And then what's the order going from there? Like, the best teams, they know. Like, they know it. LA, Lakers. They know. it's it. LeBron runs the offense. AD might be the most talented guy on, available on the court right now. But LeBron runs that team. Then it's Anthony Davis. And then from there, all, all year, it's been more Kuzma and, like, KCP and Caruso... And unfortunately guys like Dwight and Rondo just like weren't really having it this year, but then in the playoffs, they've reevaluated it. And the guys who were three through, you know, ten all like had the perspective of, I mean, we might win a championship at the LeBron and Anthony Davis over there, so I'm gonna do whatever they tell me to do. Like if that's the situation, like it can work not quite knowing past like your top two options. In Boston this year, it was there was always kind of a is it Kimba or Jason? that it never quite got worked out i think eventually as the year went on we started leaning jason but i don't know if we ever just like work clutch who needs the ball jason we never got there so okay so kimba still the two from there who's the three should have been jalen that's what it should have been but jalen marcus this idea of gordon hayward like we never got that figured out and so that's probably what frustrates me is we never figured out a one through four, a one through five, who's leading this team, who gets the ball when when it's nut crunching time. And for Boston, it was, well, all right, Jason's going to in the playoffs. Jason will take a, t- a turn this time. And then next time down the court, let's just give it to Kimbo and clear out. Time after that, all right, we'll swing it to Jalen and see what he can do. And it, that it just doesn't work in the playoffs if you're not LeBron James, Anthony Davis, I mean, even, most of the time, like, it works with, like, Kawhi Leonard, but you have to be that level of guy to have that offense, and that's not Boston. That, like, I love Jalen. I think he took a huge step in the mm. bubble. Yeah. But he's not there yet. Jason, I think he took a massive leap this year, but he's still not that yet. Him getting, like, what, 13 All-NBA, like, it's nice. I don't know if you fully deserved it or whatever but like it's nice yeah so i think that's comes back ultimately though on brad stevens and while i have i love brad stevens too i think he's a a top six coach in the league i also think he probably met the top two coaches in the league um with nick nurse and eric spolstra and so that's that's tough matchups of course but you gotta you've gotta figure out managing the team like who who is the guy here who we're getting the ball to who we run our offense and defenses through and then particularly in the Miami series how in the world do you not figure out the zone
0: yeah like they, you know they did was it coming, for six right? straight
1: games and I said it at the time after the Boston won game three I think it was like Boston scored against it but Boston didn't figure it out it was just Kimba had a really good first step and he realized oh they can't stay in front of me and is pull up at the free throw line for a jump shot like just don't get too far down into bam and you're open there and miami's counter that was okay well then what's gonna have jimmy or jay if you get past them still crowd you on the back and you don't have a kick out option then because you want to kick it Mark smart for a three fine
0: <laughs> go, go, ahead. go go ahead yeah
1: and so that's ultimately what we got into with that and also, Jalen was an incredible cutter against the zone. Really just killed Miami in that. And then also, weak side rebounding. Jalen, again, did a terrific job of that. That's not figuring out a zone. That's beating a zone at what a zone is supposed to be beat at. <laughs> yep. Right. That's, that's what you need to do just to generally beat a zone. But that's not, like, this revelation Boston had. That's, like, high school principals right there. Um, so the fact that game, I think it was game six, Boston... Uh, kind of, oh, how to screen the top guys on zone. That was nice to finally see a little bit. But even from there, there was no weak side action. There was no. There was no development beside just like the basic driving kick. Like, they couldn't figure out how to roll against it. They couldn't figure out how to, um, get like some weak side, like flare action going. It was just the other three guards were standing. Yeah. And. Again, it's, we couldn't even get a cutter in there then. So I know that clogs the lane, but the point of a zone is we're going to clog a lane and make you shoot. Yeah. Well, if you can get Jalen then diving hard down there, get Jimmy to respect the cut because he's done it before, and then have Jason or whomever was the other guard in the corner lift to where Jimmy should have stayed to, then that's an open shot. And we didn't do it once. And it frustrated me. And part of it's, it's a zone it's not that hard to figure it out zones are not meant to be played all game and you see it right now in the finals la is like we're going to get this zone moving a little bit and then we're going to find the right cut at the right time or then we're going to find ad or lebron who are bigger than whoever you've got out there and they're going to make the right pass boston they never made the right pass against the zone they could never figure out like the landmarks for how to get into his zone and what to do with it from there. And that's that's a coaching thing at the end of the day. Like you if the players don't know, then you've got to teach them. And you're Brad Stevens. You were a college coach for the longest time. There's no way you haven't seen enough zone defenses to know what to do against a zone. Like you were at Butler. You were playing mid-conference, you know, whatever, I don't know the name. No <laughs> whatever. So, you So like it. even the Big East, like teams still run zone. so like you should know what you're doing against the zone. In fact, that he had six games to figure it out and made about three inches worth of progress in that time. Frustrates the, the like living daylights out of me. Again, I think Brad Stevens is a good NBA coach. But that inability to make any sort of adjustment is probably what's going to stick with me going into the offseason more than Marcus Smart taking a 1,000 bad shots. More than Jason forgetting to play basketball in the first half more than Jalen not getting enough touches. That's what's going to stick with me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, in that series particularly, like, you're right, Stevens did get outcoached. Like Spolstra, he got worked. Yes, Spolstra outcoached him. I mean, it's it's a frustrating thing. I think the positive thing that I stick with the Celtics on is that all of this is ahead of schedule. Like, this Jalen-Jason team core yeah with kimba like you could argue maybe should have of the teams left after that second round like or in that second round had a really good shot at making the finals i think the thing is it's like this is what tatum's like third year fourth year
1: he's third year because he still has one more year left on the rookie deal
0: so like made eastern conference finals his rookie year in his third year, he's making the Eastern Conference Finals. Like you have to feel good about. Right, it, like, right.
1: I'm not like totally negative about the situation, but right. this was a great opportunity to make the playoffs, or not yes. to make make the playoffs and win a championship. Yeah, like you're not going to get too many more situations, obviously, where you don't have to worry about travel, you don't have to worry about families and things like that. You're just playing basketball, and. No.
0: Yeah, like Giannis isn't in the picture. Yeah. Like one of the better players left in the Eastern Conference Finals, who I think would have been a nightmare matchup yeah. for the Celtics.
1: You you handled Philly, you made it through Toronto, and you didn't even have to play Giannis. Like yep. what if you were a Boston fan going into that and you heard all that, you're like There's no way we're not making the finals. Who else is there even play against? And it was Miami just tactically just bowled us over. Yeah, And I don't know if I've ever seen in recent memory, you know, in my last 20 years of watching basketball, a one team just coaching and like this systematically destroy another team. Because Boston, it didn't feel like they had a shot in game six. Like they they, they played the game they didn't have a chance in games in game 6.
0: Yeah, like the fourth quarter definitely got away from them. Like it just felt like the Heat were the better team. Like
1: I knew it was going to happen the whole time yeah. too. And, and I was just waiting for it to happen.
0: They definitely felt the better team, but like Boston's way more talented. Like that's the oh, thing. Yeah. is, like I think that's the your overall point and frustration is that like Boston has the talent to match with the best of them like it, it's there like it's yeah. there in boston and they just kind of screwed away a chance like they they threw away a chance at i wouldn't say an nba fi- like a championship you never know though like you never I know mean, balls i would the ball can bounce your way i four can, times and i can say it
1: now that we're not in the nba finals but like the lakers would still beat the celtics and in, in the nba finals if they played each other but like I could have, with semi-reasonable confidence, said Boston has a shot at, at beating the Lakers if they can just figure out a way to stay in front of LeBron and not let AD dunk over them. Now, in all actuality, probably going to happen. But, like, at least I would have felt more hopeful
0: you against, know. I mean, against like... them
1: than I would do, ever did Miami playing um, yeah. the Lakers, so... We'll move on to this final since this actual team's still playing basketball.
0: One, two, three, Cancun. Done.
1: Um, So, talking about this Miami-LA series. So, because we didn't have the pot last week, um, because I was out of town. um, Predictions. I said Lakers in in seven, and I was teetering between six and seven. I ultimately picked seven. Um, You had... Lakers in five. Five. Which, you didn't even know about the Goron and Bam injuries
0: so we tweeted this out at, in our podcast that, like an hour before like the hour before my yeah. miami and five or lakers and five didn't look so good when miami jumped out to that 23 10 start i yeah. was like okay we're gonna it's gonna be a seven game series and then the rest of the game happened
1: and lebron's like oh all right here we go
0: they went on like a gajillion to zero run and like it, the game was essentially over like yeah it
1: the fact that L.A. was leading then at the end of the first quarter, it was like, ah, yikes. <laughs> that, was, that was
0: a gut punch. Um, but, I mean, like, the Lakers are up 2-0 right now. Anthony Davis and LeBron.
1: Look unstoppable.
0: Look unstoppable. The zone, it, it's just, like, crumpled. There's no there's no zone. There's no, there's no, I mean, like, it doesn't work. Like, it's just not work. Like, this Lakers team is so smart.
1: Frank Vogel had, like, four days to figure it out, and he's like, all right, got it.
0: He probably looked this up. He was like... Uh, he he did I, a
1: Google search and on page two found a a good... Hey, Southern New Hampshire University runs this. Let's try it.
0: So, what if notice noticed, like, if you're watching the game and if Miami brings out the zone again... I mean, it's different without BAM in the game, right? Like, that, that's I mean, the that's caveat. A, it's,
1: yeah, the biggest game changer it, for in Miami. In game
0: two is that they ran the zone, but it wasn't what Boston knew the zone to be. Yeah. The thing is that they're bringing the corner guy up to the like free throw the, line. They're like,
1: yeah, Rondo or whomever is like, yeah. E- sometimes they're even sitting in like the dunker spot, like short corner dunker spot, and like they just lose track of them.
0: Because the Jay Crowder and Jimmy have to step f- so far up.
1: And that's, that's, like there's three fundamental things you do to beat his zone. One is kill him with offense rebounds, which Lakers good at. Because they play AD and LeBron James and sometimes another big, like Dwight. And that's how you maximize Dwight in that spot. You get them with weak side actions. The mm-hmm. cutters, like Rondo, and when Boston went at work, it was Jalen being that weak side cutter, and they didn't see it coming. And LA is just doing it in a slightly different way of Rondo or Caruso filling the free throw line wide open. And the third part is you got to expand the zone. The idea of a zone is you pack the middle and Force kickouts and but you recover because you're already there um so if you can stretch them they it's not them recovering them to the outside it's they're just staying out there and the middle becomes so wide open and i know you and i were watching um part of game two together last night i mean rondo was catching the ball at the free throw line and no one was within 10 feet of him and you're like the basketball court's not that big <laughs> right like kelly Olynyk, literally he could
0: he could have looked up, and he was looking up through the net.
1: <laughs> like, I was like, D- you're not doing anything down there, right? And That's then, like
0: basketball 101. But
1: Jimmy and Jay have to stay out there because it's LeBron, and, like, I know he wasn't hitting, but Danny Green up top. Yeah. So, like, you, you can't leave them.
0: You don't want the free, just, like, free shots. Yeah. Like, you don't want those guys getting hot.
1: Wide open, top of the key shots. Yeah. So, it's like, then do you blame robinson or hero who's that weak side lower wing on the zone for not cheating it because there's no one else over there with them anymore you gotta you gotta at least semi-flash with rondo and in, in the, um, the most primary example to like we're not just gonna be a wide open shot i'm gonna at least give jay time to come down to you give kelly time to step up to you and then i can go out there and and chase Danny Green off the three point line, for example, and it's just that's not technically what a zone does, though. Yeah, is is having that weak side lower wing and like hero since they're playing at the bottom zone chase Rondo to that situation, like you just call it out. But if there's no one there to to receive that offensive player because they're having to guard so high up, then you're screwed. Yeah, and and that's exactly what the Lakers did.
0: Well, the Lakers even like put Anthony Davis like weak side under the like on the literally he was standing on the baseline several times and like they would get it low post or in that free throw situation and then it's like a two on one yeah
1: you're playing high low from there with Anthony Davis and Dwight and it's like (laughs) I mean don't get me wrong Dwight can't do a lot on offense but Dwight can dunk
0: he can also pass the ball like like, he's not a
1: bad passer out of that high post to an undunker
0: well, that's the thing is like you're not asking him to make a che- like across the court pass like what like it's Miami literally asked Bam a double pass to yeah. Anthony Davis and Anthony Davis finishing that Every ten time. times out of ten.
1: Especially without Bam, there's absolutely no one to contest that. No man. rim protection. Yeah,
0: absolutely no pro- rim protection. I think the thing that the zone hasn't done well, um, I mean, is protect Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Like they like if they if Miami went to the zone the lakers were seeking those guys out like Anthony davis was coming to tyler hero's side and saying like you're gonna have to guard me yeah like, like you're gonna have to front me and there's an, like i'm scoring yeah. this out of every time
1: yeah and so that's the thing even if you could get anthony davis to take a jump shot tyler hero putting a hand up in those six foot arms he has because he's got a negative wingspan not doing anything like to contest the shot like he, his hands you can't even get to Anthony Davis's eye. <laughs> okay like it doesn't work then and okay Duncan Robinson you actually show a hand that means you're too close to me and I'm going right by you so
0: that's the other thing is that like whenever those guys are in the game LeBron's just been hunting those guys down if it's zone if it's man like it's essentially it's gonna be a bucket every single time yeah and like for Miami now that Drogic Drogic is out can't say his last name um there's no hope like, you have to play Robinson and Hero. And, like, you could get away with playing Dragic and... One of those guys. Hero or Dragic and Robinson, and that's fine. Like The
1: on-ball creation you get from Dragic, and then the at least defensive effort you get from Dragic...
0: ...is enough to kind of just compensate for yeah. the whatever else he's going to do on defense. It's just, like, one of those things for Miami. It's like, you've had a nice run. It's yeah. cute. Like, we'll all applaud is, you. Like, the Lakers are just more talented than you.
1: This is what probably would have happened last year if Golden State was at full strength going against Toronto.
0: Oh, dang, that's a take? Oh, off the top rope. I
1: mean, if Golden State's healthy, right?
0: Like, if Kevin Durant's playing, yeah. Right, like, like, it's, like, it's, it's like, it's cute. Kevin like, Durant,
1: if Klay was still not having a torn ACL, if Steph is then able to be Steph. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I think Kawhi Leonard's incredible. But, like, Kawhi Leonard and stuff. Like, we saw what Pascal is this year and Kyle Lowry, like, I don't I don't know. Like, is there a better team than Miami this Miami team than yeah, but that Golden State team's better than this LA team. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there into the world. Um yeah, a lot of the same points I had typed up what you hit on, you Miami just can't put Harrow and Robinson on the floor together right now. Yeah. Um the, the depth though is just so depleted with the draw injury. I mean,
0: then you're going to like Kendrick Nunn. None
1: and I mean, Kendrick Nunn can score, but he can't defend. He's a he's worse defend he's a worse defender than year than Hero Robinson. Yeah. So um the I, I slightly touched on it and I know the BAM injury is the biggest thing here is but even with BAM that first game. Anthony Davis looks massive out there. Like he looks a head taller than everyone and thirty pounds heavier than everyone out there. Like he looks ginormous and I've, i don't know if i've ever really thought that against anthony about anthony davis because he doesn't play the five and so it's like okay yeah you're bigger than the guy guarding you cause you're playing the four yeah
0: right but you're playing against like marcus morris <laughs> right but
1: now it's like dude that's bam standing next to you and like you're a significant like three inches taller than him your arms are longer than his and your arms are bigger than his which who would have thought that was anthony davis
0: This feels like the Anthony Davis series, right? Like, it just feels like he's going to be the dominating factor in this. Like, this is LeBron's best running mate, like, he's ever played with. Like, straight up. Like, most talented. Like, he can defend. He can score from the outside. He can score from any spot on the floor, essentially. Yeah, he
1: can run a pick-and-roll, or he can be the screener in a (laughs) pick-and-roll. Which is insane. That's nuts.
0: His passing's good enough. Like, I, there's this Lakers team i've been to underselling i think i've realized i've undersold this entire year because like i our biggest the hesitation with them is that the guards like the third whatever is just not going to be roster spot
1: up. three through anything it's they're, just not they're like great. losing
0: yeah <laughs> like it's a negative but like lebron one and two are so great that it just doesn't matter. Like
1: the fun. way they complement each other too. It's not just that they have yeah. the best one and two in every the way they complement each other. It it's it's the antithesis of Joel and Ben. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The big man commanding the ball and just going back to the basket, the kind of guard passer who just ball handling. Ball hand, yeah, like he just kind of he's out there. He's doing his thing, he's dribbling, he's making some passes. LeBron it's like when he dribbles when he makes passes, it's like, oh, shoot. Like, it just LeBron doing anything. Like, you got to respect it to the nth degree. And Anthony Davis, he's not just calling for 30 post-ups. He's, like, doing anything he wants everywhere on the court. And he, like, wants to run around. Like, he wants to be moving. That's why he wants to play the four and not the five. Like, he wants to go inside and then outside and then get a screen to lift up to the top of the key and then go on a dribble drive by you. Like, Joel doesn't want to do any of that joel just wants to whatever's the easiest thing possible to get two points and so with this squad now it's like i one i don't know how you would have defended it anyway with bam but especially without bam like the fact that solomon hill's probably been your best backup center so far is like probably the worst and most telling statement for miami right now
0: i think for miami like if you're to get back in the series like you have to find some pace like you kind of like dragich was your pace guy yeah. Like, he set the offense. He got you into your offensive sets. Like, he was... Like, if he saw a hole in the defense, he would take advantage of it. You have to find that. On the other side, Bam legit just has to start playing on Anthony Davis. Like, he, he has to be the the defender on yeah. Anthony Davis. Like, there can't be... Like, Jay Crowder defending Anthony Davis is Don't not know. cute anymore. Yeah, Like, that's not... Like, it's not going to work.
1: Well, I'm even... <sighs> I mean, yes, if they have any shot, that's it, right? But even, and then
0: Jimmy has to go, like, nuclear. He
1: has to do 30-plus a game. And he played, like, 45 minutes the other night. Went for, like, 25, like, what was it, like, 8-8 eight and eight or something ridiculous yeah. like that. Like, he almost had a triple-double playing basically the entire game. Back to the BAM thing, though, when even when he did play in the series, Anton Davis is like, I'm getting two fouls on you right now, and mm. did it he's that good now bam in five years maybe that doesn't happen to him anymore maybe bam in two years that doesn't happen to him anymore yeah but right now anthony davis is like
0: getting those calls yeah
1: he is and bam isn't getting the benefit of the doubt that he's not fouling him and sometimes it's really close sometimes he really is fouling him but anthony davis he's at that level right now where it's there's you don't doubt him in these situations that he's not doing the best thing possible and it's the other guy screwing it up and making it look bad right now whether that's a foul or a phantom foul call whatever um i so i guess two big overarching questions i have here are will the injuries miami has sustained tarnish this lakers championship
0: the answer for me is no um for a couple reasons one this championship is abnormally hard to obtain like, a championship in general is hard to get. This championship, this Lakers team was clicking back in March. Yeah. Like, they were going to make a run. Like, LeBron was making a run at MVP. This Lakers team was just going to make a run. And it felt like in March, they kind of lost that momentum because coming back into the bubble, yeah, their guys didn't look great.
1: And, I, again, it wasn't just like we were like hating on them. They really did not look good.
0: They didn't look like they were ready to play. Um, And that's unfortunate. But, like, they kind of figured some stuff out in the bubble. They had some time to figure some stuff out. And then it's just been LeBron and AD.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think, to me, this championship shouldn't have an asterisk on it. Because, like, every team at this point has suffered some sort of injury. Like, the Lakers aren't playing playing without Avery Bradley, their best guard. Yeah. I right. mean,
1: the, the Raptors last year played against a depleted gold state. Right. We, don't, we didn't put an asterisk on Toronto.
0: Right. Like, they, they played who they got to play. Yeah. Like, like the Lakers can't control Bam's shoulder injury or whatever it is. They can't control Goran Dragic being 30-something and having, like, weak ankles.
1: And, like, the, just...
0: Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like... It's not even, like it was a dirty play like it's not it's not anything like that and i i think for anybody to claim this is going to tarnish a championship is is just absurd to me like championships are hard to win like period and like they had to win
1: 60 games this year to get the one seed
0: every team has some version of this at some point in a championship run
1: yeah now i i think i agree with you like The bubble, if anything, people were at first time like, oh, now it's, like, too easy. It's like, I don't know. This bubble seems brutal.
0: Like, Like, they haven't been around their family in months.
1: Yeah. They, like, literally just got to bring them in. So, like, one side note. NBA, fantastic job with this bubble. Zero. Fantastic.
0: Zero positive tests. Right.
1: Daniel House screws around once. You're basically You're You're gone. Yeah. We're not doing this. Um. And uh, so, yeah, just t- for the NFL.
0: <laughs> Shout out yeah. to the NFL and um, college football.
1: Anyway, so back to it. But it's brutal. Just You have a hotel room. You go to practice. You play your game. You go back. And it, you know maybe you get to go handle the pool for a couple hours. Maybe you're getting a massage here and there. But, like, this isn't your life.
0: This isn't regular life, right? right? So you're not like, living in the comfort you're your home. You're living in a hotel room. Yeah,
1: and I know Paul George, he talked about, like, this the – stress and like the impact of the bubble on like personally but it's not just him there have been lots of other sources from management and coaches and other players they just haven't come out and put their name on it that this is
0: brutal it's tough um,
1: being there and i hey yeah it is um so that's why more than anything i think even if you want to say like, oh injuries you're right about the injuries and every team goes through it and plays teams that aren't hurt but also if anything The bubble intensifies the championship for me, not tarnishes it. And so even if you want to argue entries, it evens out. Yeah. At worst. For sure. One last question um, before we hop off of this, which was, does this Lakers team building slash style of play influence other teams going forward? Because we always see it. Team win championship, everyone's like, I got to do that. Yeah. i need that i whatever that is i need to do that and even with toronto last year it was like you can play two small guards as long as they're tough you can play two small guards and the golden state obviously has had the biggest influence on the league over the last several years lebron was the biggest influencer for forming super teams right i mean Boston kind of did it with the whole KG Paul Pierce thing, but... The big three. But really, like, that idea stemmed out of championships. So does the Lakers style of hardcore defense and just get long guys next to your superstar, is that is that the team-building strategy going forward that teams are going to adopt? Or are they stylistically calling this a fluke not that the championship's a fluke but the style of team building is a fluke
0: so i'm going to answer this sarcastically and hear it with sarcasm so if you're saying teams are going to try to replicate getting anthony davis and lebron james then yes teams are going to try to replicate getting anthony davis and lebron james two of the best defenders on the face of the planet right yeah like it's when
1: they're when they're locked well when lebron's locked and engaged again yeah top five defender in the world. Anthony Davis just on the daily top five defender in the world. Like,
0: they're both, like, all defensive team type of players. Like, I don't think so. Like, I think the best version of a team is still small ball. Like, a version, like, shooting threes. Like, mathematically, it makes sense. Um, I don't think with any other superstars this team works. Hmm. I just don't, like, see the... Like Caruso, Rondo, Danny Green combo, KCP combo, working with anybody else, like it just like their stars are so good at what they do and they complement each other as much as they do. Yeah. Like, does this work with Paul George and Qui? No, we just saw it fail with the Clippers. With, with
1: better supporting cast, yeah, if anything,
0: yeah. So, like for me, I don't think you can like. That's one of the things I've seen on Twitter over and over again is like, oh, well the Lakers did such a great job of getting Anthony Davis. Like, no they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> let's be clear. Let's let, let's review this Lakers team uh, if since you brought this up. Let's review this Lakers roster building, okay? Let's review the last year. They sucked for most of the 2010s. Yeah. So they get end up with two number 2 picks, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. Right? Yeah. They start building around that doesn't work doesn't work so you know what they go get lebron james in free agency and you know why they got lebron james it wasn't because of their team building
1: because they're in la
0: it's because they're in la and they were the lakers so they screwed up with the draft picks then they get one of the greatest two one of the two greatest players of all time yeah and then oh by the way they got Anthony Davis. You know how they got Anthony Davis? They got Anthony Davis because his agent told every other team, don't trade for me. Tra- yeah. Trade for Anthony yeah. Davis. He's only going to end up in LA.
1: Even if you trade for him, he's he'll play his year. This offseason, he was
0: headed to LA.
1: Yeah. So, so
0: no, like, the, the Lakers had everything handed to them.
1: Yeah. And then from there, it's like you signed vets on minimum deals. You took, like, random shots on, like, Dwight Howard. And in the past, Rajon Rondo you signed KCP because he's clutch. Yeah. Cl- clutch client. Not, clutch not client, client, right. Um, and then, you, like, you had just enough money left over to, like, take a shot on another Fett wing Danny Green, who honestly has been trash all year. Yeah, but, he hasn't
0: been good. And um, it's like, the, of course, like, the Lakers are going to win the championship because they have the two, two of the best ten players, two of the top five players in the world.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's kind of why I think I agree with you. One... That aspect of team building, yeah, you can't think you're going to replicate it, but it's like I like can. We keep bringing up the Sixers, like that's this is the style they want to play.
0: This that's exactly it. Like it's big, it's out rebound you. It's physical. It's defense.
1: Yeah, and then get out in transition, push, get easy buckets off cuts and layups, and then from there, just hope we can hit enough threes and to keep you at bay.
0: And we're just going to be like we're going to defend better better than you can shoot threes.
1: Yeah, and L.A. shown this year that it can work, and that's why I would be very worried if I was a Philly fan. I'd be like, "Oh crap, we're gonna keep doing this, aren't we?" And, yeah, like and, but you don't have, like you said, Ad and LeBron. You have Ben and Joel. Not I mean, maybe if you squint hard enough, could be that. <laughs> but as of right now, and honestly, the trajectory they're on, they're not going to be that. Which yeah. it's not like it's not like rational to think they would be either, because it's like you said, two of the top maybe five players in the world. And for Philly, you have two of the top—I mean, twenty players in the league. That's really great. But that's not two of the top five players in the world. Yeah, like in the most simple of
0: statements. It's I not just like—I don't—I don't buy into this. Like, the I get the point of the question. I just don't like on Twitter on social media. You'll hear pundits talking about it. It's just like this Laker team is so unique. Yeah, and I think we'll look back at this team as the most unique team in an era that is going small.
1: Yeah, I'll say they, they's, you know,
0: Yang to everyone else's Yang. Like, they just went the other way. Which can work. Bigged and Zagged. I mean, like, if you're... Like, I think the more interesting question is, like, could you do it if you're, like, Denver? Like, could Jokic... Could a uh, Jokic-led team win a championship? I think that's the most interesting question right now. Because he's not that... Top five player in the world, like Anthony Davis. He's is. close, but he's not that. No. He's not that. Um, anyway, that's my Lakers fan. Yeah, that, that was, was my, that was my bet on the Lakers. Is like, let's stop congrat congrat contra- oh my gosh, <laughs> congratulating them on tra- making all these awesome moves when everything was just handed to them. Yeah, because they're right. the Lakers. I mean, that's it's typical. Yeah. like <laughs> I <laughs> this this Lakers team is just like it's frustrating because it's working
1: it's honestly not the worst thing to watch right now
0: no it's not it's let me clarify that statement it's frustrating because like the team is not as good as i think past champions
1: no you're probably right like if you match them up against other squads of recent time if you could do that then yeah i don't know how great they are but again maybe maybe still the same thing applies maybe the mismatch of lebron lebron against whomever and anthony davis versus whomever is just that's enough yep maybe maybe they are truly just that good
0: i mean probably lebron's for sure that good
1: kind of to the point of just don't bet against lebron like i know he's actually only won three out of nine of his finals championships but that's for another day
0: (laughs) that's another lebron LeBron legacy podcast which i guess we could do fairly fairly soon now that he's going to win his fourth uh, now that I said that, the, the Los Angeles Lakers are going to go on to lose four straight okay. in Miami. Good night. Shout out to Calvin also. Miami's finally losing, so don't talk to me about your boy Jimmy. Uh, anyways. Jimmy wasn't the problem.
1: <laughs> CC Minnesota, CC Chicago, CC Philly. Uh,
0: that's my favorite thing, is that this the Philly fans are just writhing in agony. Got swept. God And it's Jimmy Butler ultimately getting into the NBA Finals. Doing what you want to do. Playing what like, you want to play. That's like seeing Reggie Jackson for us. Like, get to the NBA Finals. I'm so glad he got bounced. Anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening to episode 81. We are going to watch this OSU football game. And hopefully uh, they can beat Kansas. Not looking too good right now, though. <laughs> we will see you back in episode 82. Thank you so much for listening again. And leave us a review. Yeah